I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. All right, y'all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this intro pretty quick today. Um, it's obviously been a horrible um, past few days for Americans and especially parents and um, <laughs> really everyone. Um, and there's nothing I can say that hasn't been said before. It's disgusting and I cannot believe that time after time we continue to be here um th- and that's that's it because far smarter people have said everything much more eloquently than i ever could um i also found a dog today in the front yard and so that's been um very difficult because <laughs> I don't know where to put her. Um, she's not choked. She's not spayed. She doesn't have any tags. Seemingly showed up out of nowhere. Um, so there's that too. And I'm very tired. So we're going to get right to this. Um, today on the show, we have someone that I've known almost my entire life, Miss Ariane Zucker. You know her from Days of Our Lives, of course. And she's also been in a thousand different other things. And she has several different companies and and incredible charities and things that she's working with um she's just 
all around one of my favorite people and one of the greatest humans, I think, on the planet. Um, so it was a pleasure to have her on the show. And uh, yeah, here's my conversation with Ari. And welcome to the show, my friend Ari. Hi. Thank you, Dillian, for having me. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited. I was recently going through my bucket of old uh, photos, you know, the ones that you had to actually have printed out. Um, yeah. And <laughs> and I found so many from uh, when I was a, a, a little babe on on days and some Aww, with you. And it's so cute. I, I have to tell you, though, I think I see you at least once or twice a week uh, on Victorious because my daughter <laughs> still loves that show. <laughs> Are they I'm still like, oh, playing that? And yes. Isn't that crazy? They're still playing yeah. that. Izzy absolutely loves it. She's 12 now and we still love that show. Oh my God. Oh my God. She's 12. That is 12. Wow. Yeah. Who, yeah. I feel old now. Who would have uh, thunk it? I know. <laughs> you're still a baby because um, you're younger than me. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of. I'm going to be 30 this year. So What? No way. I know. And I, we met when I was like 11. Yeah. So that's little. a long time. Aw, look at you. Long time. Look at you. Looking <laughs> gorgeous and fantastic. Oh, thank you. And yeah. kicking ass. Um, congratulations on your recent <laughs> Emmy nom. Thank you. Thank you. It's super exciting. I'm, I was really, really happy, really surprised. Um, and, you know, it's always nice to be nominated, you know, this year, though, um, I'm selfishly normally I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just great to be nominated as a really humble. I'm like, no, I want to win this year. <laughs> I want to win. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. I mean, this is your fourth nomination, fifth. right? I know I had fifth. a count fifth because I, I, I had a double check because I was like, is it four? I'm like, no, I think two supporting and three. This would be my third lead. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it is your time. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. It yeah. is your time. I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm going to be Thank screaming you. at the TV. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. If not, I'll humbly uh, enjoy a cocktail anyway afterwards. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. A couple at least. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I've known you for so long, but I don't know what got you into this crazy world. So take me back to the start. Like what made you want to be a crazy creative and follow this wild passion? Jillian, I'll tell you, I was lost when I was a kid. Like I, I absolutely loved horses. I wouldn't say I was lost. I knew that I want to do something in the realm of animals or horses. Mm. Don't know how the two kind of mesh together. <laughs> um, I do, I do, but I did. I wanted to be a veterinarian, and uh, but I also got into modeling because back in the day way back in the day um, when, <laughs> when they were still scouting for actors and models and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. was roller skating, skating, not blading, roller skating on Venice Beach. And the modeling scout had stopped me and said, A, B, C, and D, and would you like to come in for uh, a meeting? So of course my mom's like, uh, no. <laughs> well, well, can I do it in the summer and on, you know, if I get any work when we're on break for school? Mm. And she said, okay, that, that, that's fair. So, uh, so when I started modeling, the modeling kind of took me into, so I traveled quite a bit and then it brought, you know, I came back to, uh, the States, um, after going around internationally and mm. I went back to Pierce college to go, started taking my pre-vet courses there. And in the interim of all of that, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I, I did a couple commercials, you know, it's just work to me. Right. It was just work. I'm just getting some work at, so that I could do my dream job. And then my dream job became strangely this job, but I got an audition. Oh, I met an agent at a wedding, but I was at a friend's <laughs> wedding. It was like, it's just, you know, it's, so, it's a very it's, LA type of thing. Like I met this person through that person and person, we all yeah. just connected. And-, yeah. and sometimes it is just being that lucky. You know, nowadays, um, I don't, I don't know, but I feel like it's a lot harder for people to get in the business, you know? Um, it is. Yeah, a lot. And I think, I think too, the, the rise of social media and the importance that's placed on that, it's almost like you have to become a star before you can become an actor. That's, I would totally agree with that. I would totally agree because then you get noticed. It's like, I don't have enough followers to, um, to do influencing. And right. I'm like, wow, but I've been over, on over 1600 episodes of television and I don't have enough, you don't have enough. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll keep working on it. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the new thing. So you got to go with it as you know, right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I, at that at that time, timing was everything, and I I was able to get an audition for a few few soaps. Days was I think my fourth audition, mm. and I had decided to kind of do some acne classes also in the interim of doing the commercials, so I could understand how the cameras worked, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I um I ended up getting days. But what was so weird, if I roll. <laughs> <laughs> was that I, 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 it took me, it took them so long. Cause I think when they were looking for actors at the time, it was, they were doing nationwide searches. Wow. So, uh, I didn't hear about a callback for like four months later, but then wow, they've been there ever since really. That's wild. Cause now it's just so fast. Yes. It's so fast. They don't take time to, to search it. Maybe for some things, you know, for American Idol and, you know, right. those shows, but, um, but certainly not 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 on soap operas. I think that's pretty fast. They don't do mm-hmm. any kind of nationwide searches. But what I was uh, what was that audition process like for you? I mean, you said you waited like four months to hear anything. Did you, was there testing involved? Did you have any chemistry reads with people? I did, but you know, it's funny because when I first went in for the audition, you kind of go in and you go. This is the process of learning uh, rejection. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the, I'm learning about rejection and. Learning how you just, you go in, you do your best, whatever your best is at the time, and you got to walk away from it, mm. right? Best advice I could give any actor, or anybody in the entertainment business of any kind, let it go. Don't strangle it. Um, and so then I uh, I auditioned. I was terrible. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, four months later, I get a callback and... It was January. I think it was a January or something like that. And I, I'm like, for what? They said, Davis of our lives. I'm like, I was terrible. <laughs> like, well, another chance. So I go in and I read again. And I was much better because I had been taking some acting classes in between. I was with Howard Fine, actually. I believe mm-hmm. I started studying with him. So I was a little bit better at the audition process. And so I did, uh, I, I did well and then well enough. Well enough nice. to get my chemistry read not even on camera yet. So I still had to go in for producers with Jensen Ackles, who was playing Eric okay. Brady at the time. Yeah. Went in with that, seemed to pass that test. <laughs> and that was so nerve wracking because you're just, I, I, I remember seeing his face and the rest was, I blanked out on, Yeah, you know, because you're like, I can't believe I'm even standing in this room right now on this show that I used to watch as a kid mm. with my cousin every summer. 
Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives. Like, you know, you just go through this weird, wild, like, you black out. That yep. was me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I, the, the, then finally the screen test, I think there were eight of us. Wow. Seven that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I was last. I figured it was because of my last name. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> going alphabetically. No, they were oh, yeah. the best for last. Duh. Yeah. So that, it took a while. Like you just went, it was like piece by piece by piece. And then I, after the screen test, um, my boyfriend at the time, we went uh, skiing and mm. I found out at the airport because I had to check my pager yeah. and call in to my agent, yeah. you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> found out I got on the pay phone at the airport. <laughs> and it's always uh, like when you're doing something that's like super fun and like you can't really talk, like on a trip. I mean, that's yeah. Murphy's Law as you book something the second you go on a trip. Or I remember yes. when, when I booked um, Days, my mom got the call on her. I think she had a Blackberry at the time, or maybe it was a flip nice. phone. I don't know. But it was one of yeah. those, older, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> older cell phones. And she got the call when we were at like Roaring Rapids. And yes. like, she needs to be in wardrobe in, you know, two hours or whatever. And we're like, yeah. great. We're le- See you later. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. We're leaving. Thank you, Goodbye. Roaring Rapids. Um, that's amazing. And you've been on the show now for how many years on and off? 24 years. Wow. 24 years. I think I left a year and something the first time and then another year the next time. So the character itself has been there for 24 years, but yeah. In in spirit. Yeah. So <laughs> a good amount of time. It's a great amount of time. I mean, yeah. soap operas are so unique in that you get to be on television and have a stable income, which is just yeah. kind of unheard of. It is. It is. It is unheard of. I mean, you know, it's you get the job and then people are so busy trying to get other jobs while they're on that show. Right. <laughs> it's right. Just, it's funny. It's a funny process. But, uh, you know, it gives you drive and, and could not be the a, a better place to learn how mm-hmm. to act fast. Yeah. You know, think fast. Um, you know, you got to keep up with, especially nowadays, you know, where some directors don't even really need to go through the blocking mm. uh, when you're blocking. And obviously when you're doing film and stuff, that's for cameras and lighting and all that kind of stuff. But on the soap, everything's pre-lit. So you don't have yeah. to worry about, you know, where your lighting is or the director doesn't have to worry about that anyway. He's like, all right, so here, are you, are you okay if we just go right through this? No blocking? Do you need to say your lines? We're like, I'm, I get no. What? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> what do you want me to turn on this line? And you're like, and go. <laughs> you know, it's just. Yeah. Just I put, mean. You piece it all together, you know? And it's it's always, I mean, at least for me, it was that way the entire time I was on it. I felt always like, I was just like, okay, you get one shot. And if you yeah. don't get it, don't yeah. cry. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. It's like the one business where you just, it's, it's. Talk, we judge ourselves on a regular basis anyway, but yeah. talk about super judging yourself. Oh yeah, which is crazy because it's always like, would you ever say the things that you say to yourself to anybody else? Like, no. no, never, right? And you and no. I always think to myself like, why would I say that to me now that I'm, I'm at the age that I'm at? I don't do that anymore. But oh uh, gosh, when you're kicking yourself in the butt and you're like, oh. Why did I do that? Stupid, stupid, stupid. You know, <laughs> how did I miss that line? I had that moment when I was rehearsing by myself, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. that always plays in the head of like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. But at the end of the day, I mean, especially in soaps, like you, you have infinite chances to redeem yourself because you're just constantly filming new scenes and new episodes. Yes. 
Yes, you can Which figure out like, oh, I'm going to learn from that mistake. Oh, mm-hmm. I tried a different study method. That didn't work. <laughs> you know? Right. Whatever works for you, you're like, yeah, eat, try again. But in between all of this, you've been doing other stuff too. I mean, we did Ladies of the Lake together. You were in Vanity. You've done several TV series and Lifetime movies and all that stuff. So how do you balance doing everything outside of days, but also keeping your stability with that? Days has been pretty generous uh, when it comes to let, getting out for a movie. Like timing seems to work where either I'm slow in a storyline and I only need like one day mm. or something and we're able to kind of move things around so that I could do the show um, or the, the Lifetime movie. And that really is kind of amazing. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's really wonderful to be able to to have people that are willing to work with you because they know, look, it only benefits each other, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing something that is, especially that is going to attract an audience that would more than likely already like Days, I mean. Right, right. It's a little tougher if it's a co-star or guest star spot because they they need you for the full eight days, even though you won't even work the eight days. And, you know, um, and and then you typically book it four days before or three days Mm -hmm. could be the next day, you know. So those are a little harder because those are so last minute. But with our weeks off, you know, we're. We're kind of like three weeks on, one week off, you know. Oh wow! Um, some some months we have two. You know, they try to put them around the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, so th- that works out well too. Especially if it's a quick like twelve day shoot, and they only need a few days. So it, somehow I, I've had to turn some things down, um, yeah. but not everything. So that's good. Yeah, it I mean, it's out. it's definitely good because it's great too for I mean just keeping the the spark of loving acting, getting to do other yes. roles, and stepping outside of you know, what you've really come to know as home. Yes, it is. It's weird too, because I, you know, I could drive there blind, even though I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and it is, it's, it, it, it's just, it's so weird to say that I've been there for 20, almost 25 years, which will be coming up next February. And, uh, you know, most people are retire. Like if you look at our parents' time or my parents' time, you were retiring right. at 20, 25 years of work. Yeah. And we're still going. I, it's just incredible. And to even look back, go, that time has passed already? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Excuse me. Can we go back? <laughs> go back a little bit. And uh, But I wouldn't change it. Like, I absolutely, I feel like as a, as a person, as a human and my growth, uh, I absolutely love where I am now. Like, especially the yeah. last 10 years. It's been really, really great. Uh, so your 30s, by the way, mm-hmm. when you turn 30, it is such a wonderful time in your life. I had a girlfriend. I'm so excited. It, 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 and I hope you are because I, you know, I always like to share this and, you know, with the list, with your listeners and everything is, is, you know, when you're turning those decades, it's, it's always great to have somebody who's like, it was amazing. Cause everyone's like, Oh, I'm turning 40. Oh, I'm turning 50. But I've had such great friends who are like, okay, so here's what to expect. When you're 30, you get a little more confident, you know, you, you, uh, you have a little ease in turning, saying no more than mm. yes, or like this and that. When you're 40, you're like, F it. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm amazing. I, I, I am who I am now. And I haven't reached 50 yet, but I hear that's even incredible. So, you know, you just, you reach these times and you can sit down and talk to the people who go, who, who have um, an inspiring outlook on the age, you know? So, yeah. Cause age is just a number. It is. I'm going to, I I have a planned throw a death to my twenties party. I just feel like your twenties are just such a strange time, especially for, yeah. I, for me, it was, and it still is a struggle 
it's been very hard for me to make that transition from being a child and teen actor to an adult actor because still casting directors will think of me as being yes 15 and it's like no that was 15 years ago yeah but in their head like that's how I'm seen and so it's been very difficult for me so I feel like my 20s were just filled with that like I don't know that stress of trying Mm -hmm. to become an adult but also still going out to play 16 like I still you know up until two years ago was going out to play 15 and it's like whoa I'm done with that I'm I am ready (laughs) to be an adult (laughs) let me just be an adult please yes Um, Yes. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be 30. And 20s are just so weird. Like, I don't know. You just have no idea what you're doing. You're like a flailing fish. Well, you really are. And if you think about it, you spend all your life with someone telling you what to do. Yeah. Right? You you have your parents. And I don't I mean, I mean that in the most wonderful way. (laughs) You're you're guided, I should say. (laughs) And um, but you have your parents, yeah, and then you have your teachers or babysitters or you know, professors or Mm -hmm. acting coaches. Everyone's always telling you where you need to be, where you need to go. And then you hit a certain age, whether it's 18, 19, 20, 21, and like goodbye, good luck. Right. See you later. Push you out of the tree. And you're like, but wait, it's not like where you're a baby bird or something like that, where you only have so much time with your parent. And then they're like, okay, get out. Go be, you know, go, go figure it out. Where you're kind of like, it's almost in a weird way in your mind, it's kind of unfair because you go, right. <laughs> you're, you're spending so much time like needing. And then now, now you're like, go fend for yourself. Um, and, you know, some, some people have it easier. They can ease into you know, transitioning into your twenties and everyone has a different experience, but I do feel that way with, um, uh, as you, as you get, as you get older, you kind of hold on to those memories, those sense memories, um, that you've created in your twenties and you're like, or you're teens and you're like, well, now what do I do with that? That's the, that's mm-hmm. my experience. How am I supposed to transition that into being an adult, an adult right. especially in entertainment, you know? Well, yeah, especially in an industry that's like, you know, so conscious on age and especially for women. I mean, that was that was a big struggle for me in my 20s was like trying to come to term with the fact that it's okay that I haven't like, quote unquote, made it in my 20s because people are so concerned with making it then. It's like you see the the it girls coming out. You saw like the Jennifer Lawrence's and the Emma Stone's and the Cersei Ronan's and all the people. But then at some point it's like. No, 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 I'd like to be the Sarah Paulson or the Allison Janney. Like, let me right. have my 20s where I figure out my shit and then I can, like, actually be a full-fledged human with, you know, great experience to bring to roles. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's how I'm yeah. looking at it. I just want to be a Sarah Paulson. I like that. That's good. <laughs> you know, it, it is accepting, like, where where you're at and especially as a teen actor, child yeah. actor, you know, it's, it, it is a big transition. It's like almost got to get that sense of yourself for a little while, mm-hmm. step away and then come back like, surprise, look who I am now. Yeah. And it's I like, remember whoa. Yeah. When I turned like 19 or 18, something around then, you know, when I was an adult, they said, uh, throw out all the credits that you had from your childhood days because they don't matter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Me? Yeah. I've worked for 12 years. What are you talking about? And then it's your like that realization. <laughs> Yeah, you think your your experience is your experience. That's what's interesting about the opinions of of some that, you know, migrate into group thought. Yeah. And they're like, wait, so you're not going to take an individual's experience and go, wow, okay, she knows how to work. She knows how to this. Mm -hmm. She knows how to that. She's been around 
everything. She knows how to direct. She knows how to, and I'm talking about you, um, <laughs> you know, you know, all these things, but yet I have to throw away everything that I wore. It's only biz- the only job um, in what I feel like almost in the world where you actually regress the more you yeah. work. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, They're like, thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> But we figure it out and we find things that make us, you know, um, amazing. I I just figure if I can leave a good footprint on this earth, then that is my goal, you know, Um, whether it's like, you know, your podcast or uh, all the directing and everything that you're doing and everything that I'm doing. It's like that, that is success for me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And um... you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, and you're doing like so many incredible things. Before we get to like the audition part, I just want to like talk to you real quick about, I mean, you have your Inspiring Women Revolution podcast, you have Aloha Life, and then you have your Arrow Heart Adventure Camps. I mean, you're just doing all this stuff constantly to inspire other people and it's just so incredible to watch thank you I've uh, I've had some wonderful mentors in my life and I've finally surrounded myself with some amazing women mm-hmm. as well and in a time where it it, it it really matters to lift each other up uh, especially other women you know because it's oh, yeah. so easy to judge and it's learned at such a young age, young girls learn how to judge other girls so quickly. And, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I don't know. I think it was probably just the soul that I was born with, which really wanted to continually give back. I've been giving back since I can remember, since I could come out of my shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was very, very, very much an introvert when I was younger. Oh my gosh. And people are like, so what? You're an introvert? It's so loud. I'm like, 
you throw parties. Like, I'm like, I know. It's, but um, I was. I was so nervous and I was so scared. And my audition stories are good. Um, okay, I'll try to keep this quick. Um, but, you know, so coming up with the Arrowheart Adventure Camps, I came up that, with that with my brother wanting to give back to that. And, and, um, uh, Sean, my fiance and I did a lot of work for, for, uh, quite a few years, mm-hmm. um, pushing that, uh, organization in other States and it's still running. I'm only on the board now, so, yeah. uh, we're just raising funds for it, but it's still going, it's still moving it's still doing incredible work with that. And, and then creating the podcast again, like, like you just wanting to a place for people to have, uh, a spot to listen where they can feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Okay. That's good advice. Okay. She's got that story. I have my story. There's some similarities there, you know, and you sometimes you just want to go, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I get out of my own way? Oh, wait, she said this on this podcast. That sounds amazing. I think that's a lot of our things, right? We're always in our own way. Of course, of course. Always. So, you know, when you listen to someone who makes sense and you can get out of it, that's the best thing. But yeah, and I think that, you know, trying to balance all this uh, work outside of it, and our, Sean and I started our life coaching company two years ago as well, because we wanted to try and transition what we do on camera mm-hmm. uh, to off camera. Mm. And the way the world is so different now, and we wanted to be able to stay moving with it. And we thought, well, how can we help? You know, we give back so much on, on screen. You know, I'm, I'm always thinking about how people are going to react to the way I work. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be in tune, especially when my character was uh, not so nice? <laughs> you know, how do I get people to understand this woman? Yeah. So I had to sit and think about how I wanted to portray her for so long. And like every time I got thrown another bone, I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get people to, fans not to want to kill me with this storyline? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, so transitioning that, all that emotional work into a coaching business is something that um, really became special. It started at, you know, uh, the beginning of COVID yeah, when we started doing that, but, um, but still balancing it out today and giving people a place to go and a place of understanding and knowing and how to help give people tools to, to get out of their own way. Like I wish I had when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's such an interesting world to live in now, right? I mean, we have all these forms of communication, podcasts, and ways to learn where, I mean, I didn't have that as a teenager. We had like MySpace and Top 8s, which was just very, yeah. very yeah. toxic. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, it's it's such an interesting time to be alive, to see this progression of how technology can be helpful. I mean, we're also seeing it how it can be harmful, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, with podcasts like yours, and I mean, I learn something every week from the people that I have on my show. I'm constantly right. feeling like I'm learning something new about, you know, an industry I've been in for 25 years. And it's like, oh my God, wow, the, what she just said is incredible. I'm going to take that and use it in my next audition or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a cool experience to be able to like have these conversations like you have on yours as well, where you're just helping others to be able to grow as well. Yes. Yes. Right. Cool I mean, thing. that's the goal. It's cool. It is really cool. And I feel like we're, again, once we're coming back into figuring out how to be normal again, yeah, you know, really creating communication because we do lose each other through social media so much, like a little bit mm-hmm. on the negative part. So kind of bringing back community mm-hmm. and bringing back that just that, that um, communicative energy. 
yeah. uh, with each other. And I still feel like even though, you know, people got so sick of Zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff, there's at least there's, it's not uh, the energy that you feel with someone in the room, but it's an adjustment to, but there's still a wonderful way to communicate with people oh, and, yeah. in this light. And so that's a it's good I feeling. will say, I, I don't think I can attend one more Zoom birthday party. I just can't do it. <laughs> You hear like the song, the birthday song, where it's like everyone's kind of cutting out in the middle of it because the internet can't handle everybody singing at, the the one, at one time. And you're just like, oh my God, no. I, I've not even thought it. Um, that is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> but okay. So on the show, we like to share audition stories. The, those can be bad ones, sad ones, funny ones. The one that got away. Um, are yes. there any that you would like to share with the listeners? Oh well, it, when I, again, I have to share my first audition just to get, you have to audition, you had used to have to audition for agents. Mm, yeah. Right. Just to get, you know, uh, oh, so I remember my very, well, I don't, it wasn't my first one. Not in fact, I, that wasn't on days yet either yet. No. So I was auditioning for this agency and I worked really hard on this monologue. Um, and you know, I thought I had it, I'm in the car, you know, you're doing it while you're cleaning the bathroom mm -hmm. and walking the dog and like, I'm just doing it, doing it, doing it, absorbing it, absorbing it. So I just have it down. I don't have to think about it. Oh my gosh. So I get into the waiting room at the agency and, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. Like I can't think like all of a sudden everything has gone out of my brain. I don't even know if I know how to say, <laughs> hi, my name's Ari. You know, like, I'm like, oh, this is the worst ever and I'm dying and I'm getting up and I'm like, nothing's coming out, nothing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm about <laughs> to cry. Then it's, I hear my name called and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. I think I was 18. I had to have been somewhere, somewhere around that age. And I, I walked into the room and I'm slightly teary eyed and. And I see, you know, four agents sitting there and I'm just try to start. And I, I, you know, I just dropped everything and I did have almost a, a blackout moment there too. And they're like, it's okay. Just take a breath. You know, would you, you know, do you want to look at your, your script? And I looked at the script, I picked it up. I looked at them and I walked out. I was like, I, I can't, I, I just, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Oh, it was awful. I was like, oh, I'm crying on the way home. And oh man, it was so tragic. But you know, you get through it. And those are the times you go, is this, is this something I really want to do? Like, and, and those are sometimes you have to ask yourself if it's yeah. like that, you know, what are you going to do to fix it? So I had to work really, really hard on uh, myself, mm -hmm. uh, like how to get just to even how to, put a sentence together. Um, I used to, <laughs> I remember being modeling. I was in Paris. I didn't want to be there anymore. And I wanted to go back to LA and, uh, I couldn't barely tell my agent that I didn't want to be there. I was like, <laughs> and I just no, ready yet. I'm like, Oh my God, put a sentence together. Like, what is the problem? Yeah. So for anybody that's ever suffered that nervousness, like I hear you, I am, I'm right there with you because, I know what it feels like, but it does go away. You just have to work on it. And it's just yeah. meditation and just um, practicing, doing plays, like all that kind of stuff got me out of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I uh, There was a Tom Holland interview. I think he was on Jimmy Fallon or something where he was talking about how he used to have really, really bad nerves. And somebody had told him to, instead of think of the nerves as like being nervous about the experience that is about to happen, think of it as 
the fact that you're excited that it's about to happen and that's why you have the butterflies because you're so excited. And I was like, oh my God, that's that's literally unlocked in my brain, yep. like something. And I was like, oh, wow, that is a very you smart shift way your of thought. thinking it of is, it. It's, yeah. It's so, yeah. Shifting your thought is so hard mm-hmm. uh, to do because, you know, you grow up, like you said, like we were talking about earlier, you grow up a certain way. Mm-hmm. And however you've absorbed information all your life is how you're going to walk into a room if you haven't worked on yourself. Yeah. So, and we're a continual, continuous work in progress. All of us, every single human being is a continuous work in progress, right? If mm-hmm. we're not working on ourselves, then, then what, right? <laughs> what are you doing? And, yeah. What are we doing here? And sometimes when you get nervous or if I even have a lot of dialogue at work and I know we got to move, I, this happened to me the other day at work and I had three, I shoved three episodes in one day Woo. instead of you know, breaking me up through the week. And I'm like, I had this big monologue and I was like, oh, I'm struggling with some of the lines, certain lines just not sticking in my head. So I'm like, this might be a, and now I have a trick. So I take, if I know I have a line that I isn't going to work for me, Mm -hmm. um, I take a really long beat the line before, just in case I can take a pickup. There you go. We're going to pick it up right here and I'll go such a, just a, just a, and then, oh, I messed it up. Can we pick it up from there? They're like, yep, just lead yourself in. I'm like, yes. So (laughs) I, But on, on the you other beat flip side, the system. beating the system, unless they've got some weird walking shot, like one shot and you're like, dang. Um, <laughs> but even then I, I had to do it a couple times and I was like, I got three shows today and oh yeah, Ari, by the way, don't forget you love what you do mm-hmm. and why you do this. And it completely shuts down all nerves. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to get it. Uh, like I said, I'll just figure that out and and it'll happen. And it does. And it's such a different place uh, from where I was that monologue that I could, couldn't speak. And I cried and I walked out of <laughs> like, what, a, what a different, you know, uh, so I've come from one place to the other and now it's totally relaxed, but auditions themselves, like when you go into a room, oh my God, to this day, but we don't, we haven't been doing that. We've been doing right. everything Virtually. On camera, which is fantastic. You don't have to worry about like nerves and fears and like only getting one shot. You can do them a couple times till you feel like you've gotten it right. That's, it. I mean. Yeah, I just, I better. like being in the room. I like the energy. I like, I like connecting it. with the casting associate yeah. or director, whoever's in the room, the producers. Like for me, I'm such a people person that it's like, yeah. if I can create that connection, I feel like I have a much better shot of booking something yeah then I do yeah. just like hi I'm Jillian Claire and I'm reading for the role of <laughs> and it's just like how many times are they going to hear that in one day yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but those those nerves too are like a, I think a whole different nerve oh, right yeah. then it big is time. when you go on set big time big yeah. time because the audition one it's like you know you're, you're it's still a prospect of it although a, a teacher told me one time always go into an audition thinking that you already have the role right which was big when I was a kid I was like oh okay that's cool I can do that um you're prepared to tape like right right. now but then you get on set and then you're with the other actors and then you're with all the other people and you're like oh yes this is this 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 is is new especially when it's like (laughs) you're (laughs) especially when you're like a co-star or a guest star on a show and it's like the show's been on for a while and you're like oh I'm the newbie coming in Hello, hi, nice to meet you all. Let's go cry for an hour in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is this. a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I know the stories go on and on. It's uh, it's, it's nuts, but it's, I always try to, I'm always the kind of person on set speaking of doing that is when someone new comes to the show, I'm always like, how can I, here's, here's where the commissary is. Here's where the producers are. Here's mm-hmm. where, if you have any questions, go to the stage manager. Here's what, like, and if you need anything, let me know. Or, you know, I, I, I like to help people in that way because it is kind of scarier coming in and, you know, on a show, especially ours, it's been on for 56 years. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know how people are going to be. No. So why not make them feel at home? And it's it's just so nice when you get to be on a show as a guest or a co-star who, where you're like, oh, wow, this is a welcoming set. I'll never forget when I was on Castle and I walked into the um, the makeup room and Nathan Fillion came up to me and goes, hi, I'm Nathan. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, and I was like, great. oh, yeah. this is nice. And then, yeah. you know, the first scene that we did, I had a, a fake lip ring on my, my lower lip and first take it blew off and hit him right in the head oh god and I was just like ah that's fun yeah you're welcome especially being like an awkward 17 year old like hello thank you very much yeah I'm 17 hello oh man um well this has been so much fun I'm so excited for you I hope you win that Emmy you deserve it it's time to bring it home baby I know I know I'm crossing my fingers we'll see out there in the ether right now so yes yes um and for the listeners who don't follow you where can they follow you on social media okay on instagram i'm ari8675 8675309 okay yeah that's where i got that from uh and on twitter i'm ari underscore zucker i had to think about that for a second and on I don't know what my TikTok is. My daughter made it. Oh, I think it's Ariane underscore 8675. There so you go. So my full name. I'm like, Izzy, never put my full name in. Nobody knows how to like write it out, pronounce it. <laughs> so. And then of course I have uh, ArianeZucker.com and I also have uh, AlohaLifeCoaching.com. If yes. And you have your podcast, which everybody should go check out. Aloha Inspiring Life Women Started. Revolution. Yes. Is awesome. And also now on YouTube as well. So slowly growing. Um, but I've been so busy. I'm behind on my podcast. I'm like, uh, that one's going up tomorrow. So it happens. It happens, right? I I get it. It's like every once in a while, there'll just be like a three week break. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. They're just, I didn't have, I didn't have it. It just wasn't there. (laughs) And sorry about it. Yep. Yep. But I'll be back next week. (sighs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun talking to you and catching up. You too. And when's your birthday? July 25th. <gasps> July 25th? I know. Happy birthday coming up soon. Thank you. Thank That's you. So exciting. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm, I'm just a little before you. I'm June 3rd. Yep. June so 3rd. weird. I'm going to be 37. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gemini. You're Gemini? Oh, Gemini. so you're right before the Cancers. Yes. I'm oh, right before yeah. Cancers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and are man. you Lee? No, you're I'm Leo. Leo. You yeah. are Leo. And I'm, I was say it has I'm the hair. two yeah. days before Martha and Eric because they have the and same birthday. And then Nadia's August. She's August. Fourth or something yeah. or third. Yeah. I feel like there's and, so many Leos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, so they're creative and loud, so it makes sense. Yeah, but. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you my so dear. Much. 
Uh, I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, your time. And yeah, this was great. So thank you. Yeah. Yay. Bye, everyone. Thank you again to Ari for coming on to the show. Um, I'm going to be rooting for her at the daytime Emmys. Girl deserves an Emmy. She's worked her butt off for so many years, and she's so great. Um, so go Ari. Yay. Uh, tune in next week to find out what happened with the dog that I have in my backyard currently. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, I've posted it everywhere, um, you know, taking it to the vet it's not chipped I don't there's no tags so here we will we'll be we'll be somewhere you know we'll figure it out I don't know I really don't know I'm at a loss um and I'm gonna go back outside with the dog so until next week um (laughs) make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to it right now this podcast and um you know follow us on social media hit those right and review buttons give us some some love And as always, thanks for coming in. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there It's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.